fly list. Um, well, as, as far as the no fly list, no fly list, no fly list. Hey everyone, welcome to another week of the No Fly List where we talk to comedians, artists, musicians, and other cool and interesting people of color. I'm Athir. I'm a mama. And this week we had our friend Lily Michelle Costani on, and she was amazing. She's a new friend of mine. Uh, she drove us to me and Natalie to a show last week or a couple of weeks ago, and after two and a half hour car ride there and back, we were like great friends. And then I know you've known Yay. her for a while, um, yeah, so this was like perfect. Yeah, she's so sweet. She's so funny. Um, she's one of my favorite people on Twitter to follow. Uh, and this episode was just fun because like we talked a lot about um, white people being <laughs> super annoying and super racist. And bullies. I know she grew up in Toronto and then moved to moved around a little bit, I think, in the States, but eventually then California. And yeah. she talked about, you know, growing up as the only white uh, sorry, the only white person. <laughs> no, she's not white. She's Iranian. For those who don't know, that's also Persian. For those who don't know, yeah. that's not Arab. You will learn so much more. For those who you know don't know, Arab is also not Pakistani or Daisy. Yep. We get into it. It's so confusing to people, by which I think is funny. But um, we get into all of that, and yeah. um, we talk a lot about her parents and like how like she broke into them when or like how she like talks about like doing comedy and her dad found like a sex joke of hers on Twitter and I would I die and by <laughs> that I mean literally dead I would literally yeah, exactly. be dead I can't believe she lived to tell about it and her dad was cool and, <laughs> and like I mean by cool like he didn't kill her so I'm like okay that's better reaction than I would have had imagine confronting your dad or having oh, your dad God. confront you first of all kudos to her dad even knows what Twitter is yeah, well, her dad seems like a really cool tech dude who's like a cool dad. So shout out to all the cool dads who are like, hey, look at this sex joke that you made. We need more dads like that. Yeah, seriously. Definitely not my yeah. dad. Uh, he has yeah, no idea um, that this sure podcast not. exists. And we're going to keep it that way, <laughs> listeners. Okay. Best kept secret from our parents. Yeah, don't, don't send the podcast to a Thier's dad. <laughs> yeah, specifically. Um, or um, my mom while we're uh, at it. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, it's such a fun episode. We also, I think my favorite part was that we talked a lot about creating fights in our head. Oh my uh, God. Yes. Heavy, so glad is, I'm not the only one. It was so I nice. I love doing that. It is. Sometimes you, talking, you need to create a fight in your head. It's, it's cathartic so that you don't create a fight with someone at the grocery store. You just need to yes. like replay that fight and then you need to win that fight and need to say all the right things and be as petty as you want and wish upon people horrible things yeah. <laughs> as long as it's only in your head. <laughs> yes, yeah. Um, no, this is this is such a fun episode. And speaking of creating fights in our head, um, we should get to our first segment. Yeah, so our first segment, the No Fly List, No Fly List, is a segment where we talk about people who we think should be on the No Fly List, uh, unlike innocent brown people like ourselves. It should be... Uh, shitty white people <laughs> or just our shit list in general. So, Amama, who do we have this week? We have the Biden administration, especially Kamala Harris. So we oh, have shit. a brown person on oh, that. Oh, no. You know what, though? She deserves it. Um, India is suffering right now because of COVID. It's awful. It's horrible. Um, it's, like, really fucked up. And the Biden administration, like earlier this weekend, like, refused to send, like, raw materials that India would need for, like, vaccinations and, like, other things. I think they just lifted it because yeah. of, like, people were like, hey, like, this is really, really fucked up. But um, all the brown people who were like, yes, Kamala Harris is, like, one of us. No, she's not. No, she she's not. From the beginning, that was clear. Um, yeah, she was putting black men in jail. Like, it was nobody. Yeah, she was just like, yeah, you, she, you go to jail, you go to jail. No, no, she has to act like a white man to get where she is now. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. She, but, or she she has at least. So, I don't know. No, she definitely doesn't act as, like, solidarity brown person. She's more like, hey, bitches, I'm with the old white man. Uh, yep. And I'm going to do what they want. 
And she really showed her true colors by being part of an administration that honestly, it's genocidal in a lot of ways. Everyone has to lift their patents and like start sending other countries a vaccine. Yeah. And if you're, if you're saying that as a Pakistani, you must really be pissed about it. <laughs> oh yeah. And the fact that my mom, my mom was like, can you believe what's happening in India? And usually that conversation, cause you know, like my parents went through like a partition. That conversation is not like a good one, but she was like, I feel so bad. We have to like pray for India. Like Pakistan has to help. So look, if Pakistanis are saying that, they, that Shit is, a, is that is a, yeah, that, that means that like, that's serious. Wow, like things, yeah, things are really bad because Pakistani people and Indian people, um, the older generations don't like each other. Younger generations were cool. Yeah. Yeah. The younger generations, I think, um, generations I don't know how many younger generations <laughs> are there <laughs> are cool yeah. um and but right now it's so fucked everyone's suffering and uh, especially you know poorer countries and they and people don't have access to medicine food like just basic necessities so at this point it's just a human rights issue rather it than really like is. a political thing yeah. And I just want everyone to, honestly, what would make me the happiest is if people's families are not suffering and people aren't suffering and we've had a tough year. So also, if you do want to donate to anything um, India related, follow me on Twitter. I have a bunch of things. Venmo um, uh, a mama if you want to <laughs> support Venmo India. <laughs> Wrong person to Venmo. Yeah, good like, one, a mama. All right. <laughs> Imagine I'd be like, wow, this is so nice. <laughs> you forget Venmo why you, you gave like people me. your Venmo. <laughs> So follow me on Twitter because I think my pinned tweet is um, resources that you can um, Venmo people in India and organizations. But That's yeah. dope. Yes. Yes. So boo Biden and this administration. I'm sure they'll be on for many other reasons, but yes, <laughs> this week in particular, uh, you know, just be aware of what's going on and let's try to do our part uh, to help where the government isn't. But in the meantime, I'm really excited for you guys to hear this episode. Lily is such a delight, such a sweet person. And this is just classic fun episode. So please enjoy Lily. Lily, hi, welcome. Hi, thank you for having me. Thank you for Yay, being here. So excited. I'm so excited to be here, honestly. I met um, Athir last week, and I've known Amama forever, so this is... Aww. Yeah. Also, when Athir was like... She was like, oh, I was in the car with Lily and Natalie. I was like, that's so fun. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Lily yeah. was a kind angel that drove us to Philadelphia Hell for yeah. a Arab bridal shower comedy show. And then... We kept trying to convince Lily to come in, and she wouldn't. And then we're like, no, the mom was like, bring your friend. She was just standing, <laughs> like, staying like our Uber driver outside the whole time. Like, you can come Lily, in. Do you speak, do you speak Arabic? No, I speak Farsi. So oh. Iran, it, Iran is, like, so weird because it's in the Middle East, but it's, like, the only country that doesn't speak Arabic. It's so, so frustrating. It's like, I want to communicate. So we have the same letters, all of us. Yeah, right? same letters. I mean— when you guys were speaking in the car, like there's like parts of it that are similar to Farsi, but uh, yeah, it's it's a it's very different. And it's like, like Urdu is Urdu has like some Farsi in it, so some people. Oh really? Yeah, who yeah. speak or like my aunt speaks Farsi fluently, but I've never like learned. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah, I like speak it, but I can't read it because I went to Farsi school, but it did nothing. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't practice it and live in the region, it's really hard to yeah. really keep hard. up with yeah. it. Yeah. And Please, then, I went to Sunday school yeah. and I learned nothing. I would just sit in the back and I was like, religion isn't real. And they like try to kick me out, which was fair. <laughs> I, totally did you ever go to some sort of like Islamic school or anything? Like it was Farsi school just for the language or did you ever go to like a... It was, it was for everything school? Persian yeah. related. Um, the thing with Persians too, it's that like... There's so many different religions. Like you could be a Jewish Persian, a Muslim, Baha'i, a Christian. You could do, there's so many. So it's never, but like we do have like very Iranian traditions, like the Iranian New Year, which is Nowruz. Nowruz. And like, yeah. yeah. I love the culture and the food. I already told you how much I'm obsessed yeah. with the food. <laughs> and even though, yeah, it's funny that we're in this in similar region. People don't know. Like I had someone the other day ask me if I was Persian for a show. 
And then I was like, no. And then they're like, um, I was like, I'm Palestinian. They're like, so what's the difference <laughs> like between oh an God. Arab and Persian? They're like, I'm sorry, what's a Persian <laughs> person? I was like, someone from Iran. But I want yeah. you must get stuff like that all the time. I get everything. I feel like I'm so like I look so like broad that I could be anything. I get Indian, I get Mexican, I get everything. Yeah. So it's hard. <laughs> if you ever dye your hair, like I dyed my hair blonde last summer out of because I was sad. Um, that's my hair. That's a good enough reason. Uh, yeah, why not? <laughs> um, but everyone was like, are you Dominican? And I was like, sure. I was like, I only yeah. see like five people. I'm not going to, it's whatever. Yeah, it gets to a point where you're just like, whatever you want me to be, okay. <laughs> Wait, and Lily, you also just uh, changed your name on Twitter because I love you on Twitter. Um, Thank you. You changed it to your full, like... Yeah. Uh, so yeah. My, my full name is Lily Michelle Kuistani, but for comedy, I only went by Lily Michelle for a long time. Um, and... It has to do with like when I moved to the States and how I like I just get bullied a lot and it was just like really tough. So I was like, drop the last name, whatever. And then I realized I was like, what am I doing? Like, this is who I am. Like, I'm, it's my name. And so like it was actually Nick Youssef was at a show with me and he was like, Lily Michelle doesn't sound Persian. And I was like, yeah, Kuistani's my last name. And he was like, that's your name. You should go by your name. And it was just like so like matter of fact that I was like, you're so right. I don't know why I don't. Yeah. yeah. And it's a cool <laughs> name. And there, there aren't that many Lily Kohistanis, especially in comedy. Yeah. That's <laughs> it very makes true. Us, yeah. It makes us, even though people are going to fuck up your name and butcher it, but, you know, you still got to yeah. like, represent. Yeah. It's hard to not, because like, even when I, like, Amama was such a hard name to grow up with. I was like, call me anything but Amama. Yeah. But like, even when I started comedy, like, I think in the beginning, I was like, because I was in Providence, and my nickname in school, like in in, uh, in college was like, Mams, which isn't even, that makes no sense. <laughs> but I like went with that. And like, Bassam will sometimes, because like, Bassam knows that story. So he'll like, every time he texts me, he just texts, hey, Mams. And I'm like, oh, I hate this. Oh, but you know what? would do that. Yeah, yeah of course. <laughs> but like now I once I was like, you know what? A mama Sardar, like there's literally no other Amama in comedy. If there is, I have to kill her. Like those are the rules. Same with the theater. Isn't yeah. that nice though, you guys? Like it's it's kind of nice to I have actually a don't know any name. lilies either. I don't know any lilies. And if they're is white, your full they don't name count, Lily? So Yeah, it's just Lily L I. Okay. My niece is Lillian. So Oh cool. I don't she, yeah, but they go by her her full yeah. name. I don't know my my brother tried to sort of Americanize his kids' names a little bit. Yeah, my brother, his name is Daryush, and it's a very Persian name, and he always, like, he's older than me, so he's like, they gave me the really ethnic name, and you get <laughs> Lily. Just so Right, easy. it starts Nobody off. Nobody yeah. Well, they saw how it went down with him, and yeah. how he suffered, probably, and they're like, we're just going to make it easier for her. <laughs> yeah. My aunt named me, and she named, like, her daughter Sarah, and she named me a mama. And I was like, there was some bad, bad blood here. That, that she was just happened. mad at your mom. And she's like, how about this? <laughs> Can I tell you the name my my aunt wanted to uh, suggest for my nephew? Yes. There's a name in Arabic called Ma'as. <laughs> my ass. My ass. Yeah, oh, that I'm is so the happy. name. And we, till this day, my brother and I, like, joke about it, that she seriously <laughs> suggested my yes. And we're like, how? <laughs> you live here in America. That's how did so you funny. not hear it? But they don't think of it because they think of names as so ethnic. They only associate it with that. They don't think about yeah. how it's, like, perceived by the the white world. <laughs> they wanted to call me Layla. That was the name that my dad really wanted. That's a beautiful yeah. name. Oh, I've met uh, yeah. an Iranian Layla before and, and an yeah. Arab Layla Layla's and every Layla. It's, it's a great name. It's a great name. Yeah, yeah, I think they were just like, we don't want to be too Iranian if we have Daryush already. So then yeah. they just like, <laughs> let's balance it well, out. My brother picked it too, which is funny. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. Wait, so you moved, when did you, did you grow up in California or... No, I'm from Toronto. I was oh, born Toronto. there. Oh, Toronto. Okay. Yeah. And um, I moved to America for eighth grade. I lived in Chicago. And then ninth through twelfth grade, I was in California. So in Palo Alto. Oh, sweet. How was that move to like from like the better country? Not good. <laughs> no? Not good. It was just so like, it's something that I did process a lot during quarantine because like I had just 
tried to black it out. But when I moved to Chicago, they put me in a very like white Jewish school. So I was like one of the only ethnic people. And so that's where I used to get bullied a lot. And, you know, it wasn't fun. And my mom was like, you were such a, like you were going through puberty. You didn't want to talk to me after school anymore. And it's like, you moved me out of the country that I was born in. (laughs) Like, what did you expect me to do? Why did they move? My dad's job. So he was in Chicago commuting back and forth. And then what's funny is that we moved there. And then he goes, in October, he's like, so I quit. And we were like, are you fucking kidding me? Oh, my God. <laughs> and then he's like, I got a job in California. So then we had to move there. Oh, damn. Did you like California? No. <laughs> like, it was okay. It's just like, it sucks because if you're used to, like, moving as a kid, you are really, it's really hard to, like, cultivate long-term relationships. Like, I have a fear of intimacy, a fear of attachment. I can't do it because like my child- Let's get into it. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) But it's like literally me being like, all right, been here for a year, bye. And so like now it's like something that I'm constantly having to like acknowledge and work on because, you know, I just moved around so much. Yeah. I get that, I was going to say like, especially like a lot of like immigrant kids are like, yeah, like my parents had to move around a lot or I came from a different country at a later age. And I was like, what the fuck is happening? And I blame, I also just blame like Brown parents for a lot of intimacy issues, but couple that with like moving is like a a double, like it's a lot. Yeah. I mean, my parents like were born in Iran and it's so crazy to, when you think about it, cause it's not like they were like in Tehran where it's like, very much like a city. It's like they were born in like Shahrud and Mashhad, which is like suburbs. <laughs> so they're like from like the dust of the dust in Iran to moving to Canada, like fleeing the revolution and then having, they had to cut off their family essentially. My dad was the only one to move over from his family when he was 17. Oh, wow. And my mom caught a flight with her uncle. So then had to like become a part of their family and so, like, there isn't, like, my grandparents were all in Iran. So Whoa, it's like, damn. They're also very cut and dry, like, I'm done. I'm done with her. I don't need her anymore. Yeah. <laughs> that is, I also, like, like, did you grow up with, were your parents more like, we have to, like, save these traditions? And yeah. yeah, because, like, that, I think, with a lot of our parents, is like, we will be, like, not remembered if we don't have the language or this or that. So did you feel, yeah. like, a lot of pressure to, like, be fully assimilated into Iranian culture and also, like, struggling with, like, Canadian-American? Well, my first language is Farsi. So, okay, like, yeah. when I was a kid, like, my mom's uncle that she flew over with, like, they were all born in Iran. So it's, like, we just spoke Farsi and... And then once I went to school, that's when English started to come around. And, you know, it was hard because in Canada, like I was friends with a lot of people that weren't Persian. The only Persian people I knew were my family. So I was like complaining about, you know, I was like, I don't like Noru's like, why do we have to do it? And like, but it's like such a like now that I'm older, I'm like, this is a beautiful tradition and I never want to lose it. Yeah. So you know, now I realize the importance of holding on to these stories and these traditions. But like when I was a kid, it's just like anything that you have to do. You're just like, you just want to assimilate and you want to be normal and you don't want to like stick out. I mean, I grew up in Alabama and, uh, and Palestine. So, and the moving back and forth thing, I noticed that I would stop, like, I would try not to get attached to any one house or place. And still, like, it took me a really long time. And it still takes me a while to feel like I'm settled because I feel like, oh, at any moment I'm going to move or pick up. Like, um, even though I've been in New York now for a while, but I've moved so many apartments. And even that, I just try not to get attached to anything. And friends, for a long time, I didn't get attached to friends, like, for a really long time because it was just, like, move back and forth. And people were very transient or... When I lived in Palestine, mm-hmm. I was like, people also were like, it was an international school. So people were just constantly like rotating through. Um, but I also think it helps you like adapt in many ways, like new situations and you just get thrown into something, you make new friends faster, I think. And like, you just learn yeah. to, yeah, to, to adapt yeah. to whatever survival environment you're in. Instinct. Survival, yeah. yeah. 
Absolutely. And, and like, just be like a, a cooler person in a lot of ways too. Just like, yeah. Like, more like cultured, super, well-rounded. Yeah. 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 Um, how do your parents feel about, do, you, do they know that you do comedy? I know like, have they seen your art stuff too? Cause I think is like so dope. And I've oh, seen, thank you. yeah. Um, yeah. They know about everything and they hate it. <laughs> <laughs> the short answer to all of our they parents. I mean, like they're, my mom is slowly like, getting into stand-up she's like oh I watched this stand-up like I think it's like been enough time where she's like all right so you're actually gonna do this um but they still keep like pushing law school on me and like they keep like being like so what's your plan like my dad is very much like type a he's like what's your five-year plan what's your 10-year plan and it's like that's really hard to say like it really (laughs) depends on a lot of things but uh my brother's like becoming a doctor so at least they have that but yeah they do, like, my dad did check my Twitter a couple times, and, like, that had to be a conversation of, like, this is a boundary I'd prefer if you did not cross. <laughs> Just wow. Of the I'm surprised yeah. your dad knows how to use Twitter. Uh, yeah. Well, he's in tech. Oh. So, does, yeah. he, does he know your Instagram? Because that's where... <laughs> yeah. Or, like, what... Yeah. Oh, that, that, that's rough. It's rough. It's really rough, but... You know, like he, (laughs) I was home for Christmas and like the holidays. I stayed until March this year and I was with him and he was like, so I've seen your tweets. Okay. I've (laughs) I've listened to some podcasts that you're on. Oh no. And I've seen the tweets about anal sex. And I was like, this is my nightmare. This is a true (laughs) nightmare. You never want to hear the word anal sex out of your dad's (laughs) Oh no, no, not in any context. I've never never. imagined my dad. I mean, thank God my dad does not have to use anything. Oh, I wish my dad didn't know. But so he's what did, such a, he, how did that combo nerd, go? So he likes to look things up. Oh my God. Um, I just was like, uh, you know what? I, I need you to let me do that. And he's like, but the internet is forever. And I'm like, yeah, I'm just being silly. It's just kind of what I like to do. Um, and then and it's also like a different career path. So it's like, you yeah. are like, it's like, no, this is what I kind of need to do. You're not trying to be a politician. <laughs> so you can make yeah. anal sex yeah. jokes on Twitter. <laughs> Yeah, they just really don't understand, you know, that side of it. They, they're they very conservative. So for me to even talk about sex in general, let alone anal sex, is like really something that they don't like. And it's a struggle. But I think that conversation like made him realize like, okay, I do need to respect her boundaries if I want to have a good relationship with her. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I do love my parents a lot. Like they've sacrificed so much for me. But... I don't want them to see certain parts of my personality, which I feel like that's okay to say. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's, I've been thinking about doing that with my mom. She keeps, first of all, she doesn't know how to like a picture. She just keeps following and unfollowing me every, every minute. So I told her to stop (laughs) doing that. And now I just want to, when she unfollowed me, like, I don't think she refollowed me recently, but I wanted to have that conversation like, Hey, there's stuff on here that I post that is like my personal life, even though it is public on Instagram, but it's not meant for you. It's not meant for yeah. my parents to see. And I do very much censor myself still like on Instagram, not as much on Twitter, maybe a little bit, but there's no, I don't think my parents, they don't even know what Twitter is or a podcast. So um, that's fine. But at least I can't even imagine. I'd probably be dead at the end of that conversation. So the fact that you were even yeah, able to have that <laughs> conversation with your dad says a lot. I I think he also wants to be a cool dad. You know? That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So he's like, okay, I get it. And he's like, you know, some people, they tell me. They don't, I don't look at it. They tell me, which is like a blatant lie. Like, <laughs> who? I was, who say, I was like, wow, really? You're popular. <laughs> yeah. I was like, who his friends check your Twitter. Tell you? Right. Yeah. <laughs> Who's gonna tell you and like screenshot one of my tweets? Literally no one. Okay, so. see that's my fear because the Pakistani community, they're also gossipy. And right now, my mom made a, a marriage profile for me and she has <laughs> sent it to every single woman on like in New York. And I've like gotten random brown dudes like requesting me on or like just following me on Instagram, and I've been like is it because Asama put up a story of like me doing something or another brown person? Or is it because my mom has been like, okay, <laughs> it's been terrifying because then they screenshot things. And I've had guys that my mom set me up with send me something like, I thought you were religious. And it's me talking about like fucking two different dudes <laughs> in the same week or whatever. 
It's so, so, it's also like with religion and stuff, it's such a new generation that like the old, very religious stuff doesn't apply anymore. Like there are certain things where it's like, it's okay to talk about sex. It's okay to have sex before marriage. Like we should open that up. So when guys are like that, I'm just like, hey, buddy, you need to relax. Okay? <laughs> yeah. This yeah. isn't the 1970s Wait. or yeah. earlier. Are you but still entertaining these guys? Oh, sorry. Yeah. I was, so yeah, I was yeah. curious, Mama, you're actually like talking to these people or willing to accept yeah, messages from oh, them? <laughs> I have to, I basically have to do like, because at this point I'm 31, which means like in my mom's eyes, she's like, she's going to be dead next year. She doesn't like, <laughs> yeah. she's going to die alone. But I'm. Yeah. And I'm also like, just even right now, like at 31, I'm like, I really don't want a relationship yet. Like maybe after the summer, but like, look, last <laughs> yeah, year let's was hold the first off time. On the summer. Yeah. Well, I was like, last year was the first time I was having good sex and then the world took it away from me. So it's like, <laughs> I got to keep it going. But every few months when it gets to be too much, I'm like, you know what? I'll talk to one of these guys. But my mom keeps putting that I'm very religious and I pray five times a day. <laughs> oh. I'm like, what, what do you oh think I'm God. doing? Like, there's like all of Ramadan last year, I was like depressed and drunk. So it's, but so every few months I'm like, fine, send his like stuff along. But then I text everyone a picture of the dude and his like bio data. And it's like, now they're getting worse. Now it's like some guy who's like, I need a green card. And my, it's like, my mom's like, this is the best you could do at your age. Just it's slim pickings, the the yeah. the longer we wait and then the older. But that's the thing. Like, so none of fobs. those people they're, are going to be yeah. people that you're going to be interested in. So who cares? Yeah. I'm, I'm surprised that you're still entertaining. I think I I think my mom gave up or now that I'm in my mid-30s, men gave up. <laughs> <laughs> I So tomorrow's my 27th birthday. Oh, so it's oh, very happy funny. birthday. <laughs> Uh, but like, it's also like every year I'm like, oh boy, <laughs> you know, like it's one year and I've never introduced anyone to my parents. I've never like had a serious, serious relationship. And I'm like, you know what? At this point, I'm good with it. I'm good with being alone. Who cares? Like, seriously, it's better to be alone than be with a uh, terrible or, or, you know, someone not good for you. Everyone in, like, who's married and stuff. And, like, I have an aunt who married very young to a Persian guy and is now getting divorced at 50. It's like, you're, they're miserable. Yeah. Yeah. And also, like, I was in a very serious relationship until 26. And honestly, like, all of my friends from, like, that group of friends all got married to their boyfriends. And they all have kids. But they're not super happy. And also, like... No. I'm uh, every year in my twenties, I was like, Oh my God, I'm getting close to 30. I'm getting close to 30. Like what's going on? Like, why am I not like married or whatever? And then now it's like in my head, I'm like, maybe I do want to get married, but like definitely not this year. Like God, <laughs> the quality of sex in my thirties just, just really gone up. It's like, that's so nice to hear. Honestly, it's, so, <laughs> it's been wild. Like I don't ever, people said that to me and I was like, no, and then now I'm like, my body is just like, it's so fun. So it's like, you know, I can't like, just, it'll just get better Your and better. Your 30s are great. Yeah. Yeah. So they really, I, minus the pandemic shit, you got, that really fucked everyone's year up, but <laughs> I was having good sex and God took it away from me. So. Well, I was depressed before and during <laughs> and probably after the pandemic. <laughs> ditto, ditto. You just got to get the right mix of meds and, and therapy yeah. and all that. <laughs> Um, I'm too scared to do meds. Um, we'll talk after. I'll t- tell me okay. why you're scared. <laughs> um, but speaking of relationships and stuff, um, Lily, we actually have a segment called Fifty Shades of Brown. And this is a segment where our listeners write in some dating questions. So you get to answer one for us. Are you ready? I'm so ready. Yeah. All right, Mama, do you want to read yep. this week's question? Um I'm a Muslim woman dating a Muslim guy who's really close to his mom, but she seems controlling of him. Is this a red flag? And how do I bring it up without getting defensive, without him getting defensive or making him think I'm choosing between her and me? I think Um, that's uh, very natural. And like Muslim guys do have very close relationships with their mom. Like What's never, too close? Even my brother. Yeah. Oh, really? Your brother? Yeah, yeah. my brother too, my brother, actually. My middle brother. Mine like, too. Like, yeah, like my my brother's moving to Miami because of residency. 
And my mom is literally making him get like a two bedroom apartment because she's like, I'm going to be there half the year. (laughs) (laughs) And she's not like that with me, but she's like that with him. And he has a girlfriend and stuff. But it's just like, I think that's just how moms and their sons are. Like, it's really weird. It is really weird. And I don't know, like, I guess like it's hard to bring it up too because Muslim dudes are like, no, like... I have to respect my mom. So there's, yeah. I don't know what a delicate way of bringing it up would be, especially if you're like, I don't know. It's, it's a hard a line to cross. Like my brother's so close to my mom. It's just, it's weird. I think the best thing to do is not bring it up to the guy, but to get really tight with his mom to Ooh. like text her to okay. be like, how are you? Cause that's what she wants. She wants right. to always be included in your marriage. Right. So do that. And then that way she like backs off a little bit. Right. She feels more secure in her relationship with her son. Because when you claw on, it's an insecurity thing. So that's probably what the mom's doing. Right. Oh, that's so smart. You're right. Yeah, you are right. (laughs) Look at you not have been in a long-term relationship. You already know how to fix them. (laughs) Yeah, I know. It's so like I give advice to people and I'm like, where did that come from? (laughs) I have no experience. (laughs) But you do. That's the thing. Like, I don't like every time someone's like, oh, yeah, you've had to be in like a certain level or year long relationship. I'm like, it doesn't matter. Men have fucked all of us over so many times. That all those mini relationships are probably years in of itself. Oh, yeah. I dated a guy on and off for like three years. Never was my boyfriend, but like very intimate for like, and I was like, that felt like a marriage. And yeah. like breaking up with him felt like I was like leaving my husband. I was like, no more. <laughs> yeah. It can really feel like that in long-term relationships. I mean, what's the difference between like, besides a piece of paper, um, and, yeah. you know, speaking of, we were talking about marriage and, like, wanting to get married. Like, I I wish it were more socially acceptable in our cultures to just, like, live with a person like it is in Europe. Live with a person, have babies, uh, whatever. Then if you want to get married, get married. But that's not a stipulation of, yeah. like, living with a person and being with them. I just feel like that takes off. Yeah. It takes the pressure off a little bit. And I, I don't know. I We'll see. I said that once in front of my mom, and you should have seen the look on her face. And like, oh. I'm like, I'm like, and then I had to give like a, I'm kind of being sarcastic, kidding look. Yeah, but joking. Also like not, <laughs> joke, joke. I would never <laughs> live with someone you. before marriage. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. But it is hard with like, I, I can tell with like my brother, he's like super close to my mom. He's always at my mom's house. Like, even like, I think he spends more time with my mom than his wife. <laughs> I don't and yeah. she's tight with my mom too. And like, my mom's not insecure about it. I don't think my mom's like controlling, but I think that's a good idea to kind of like get yourself included in that. So the mom doesn't feel like she has to like keep the son like all to herself. Yeah. Because there's going to be a certain point where like, it's going to be nice to be close with the mom just so that you could be like, what's going on with him? And she's like, well, let me tell you. <laughs> right. That's true. She can be you an know? ally. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Mom I like always make them a friend. I that's what it, whenever I have like any sort of issue with someone, I'm like, let's just be friends instead. Yeah, yeah. I do that. I, that was like a good lesson. Not even issues. It was like anyone that I was like, why do I feel a certain amount of envy? Oh, probably because we're really similar. And then I'd be like, yeah. let's just be friends now. Yeah, and then yeah. you're just like, oh, we have so much in common. Exactly. That's why we hated each other. Yeah. <laughs> But I tried to do that with one enemy. I was like, hey. And I texted her and I was like, hey, like, I hate having this weirdness. I'd love to get coffee. And she just never responded. And I was like, you know what? I get it. She's an enemy for life, though. You have to have one of those, yeah. too. I mean, I have a picture in my closet and I <laughs> light a flame to it. I'm like a dartboard on a dartboard. Yeah. Just like <laughs> You need to have that person who, like, is your inspiration for spite. Like anything yeah. that you do, it's like I hope they fucking see this, yeah. and they're and they're just like I'm off social you email media it to them. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, hey, by the way, look at this. <laughs> just wait till your Netflix special, then call them out by name. Yeah, that's how I'm just gonna wait till I have any sort of. Uh, oh please, platform. I do it for little things. I'm like, I hope they see that I'm having these fucking pancakes today. I should wait for something <laughs> fake. That's true. Yeah. It is fun to be petty sometimes, you know. I, I truly, like, it's hard not to, but sometimes the thought of being petty is satisfying. It's so fun. Enough. You're right. Yes. You're right. Just the you know? thought, just fantasizing about being petty. I'd I love doing that. I don't know who I'd that. be without my fantasies. Oh, would, my God. Yeah. I wouldn't be alive. 
I agree. I've, I've also like gone through scenarios and, and like, I have like, I, the way I cry is I have to like, imagine like something like really intense with like a best friend or a boy. And then mm-hmm. the tears are just fucking flowing. And for a day I might be weird to them. Cause I'm like, no, you fucked up in my head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You did something super fucked up in my head, even though you did nothing. <laughs> what, what is and that movie that guys where they like, uh, put you in jail before you commit a crime because minority report minority report yes um that's what i was thinking of right now like thank god that's not a thing because i would be in a maximum security facility (laughs) for the thoughts i've had with some people but then we just gotta like about crazy stuff what what? yeah i think about crazy stuff like i think about the worst case scenario of like my friend dying to like confronting my enemies to like an ideal career situation. Like I think about everything and then I'm in a good mood depending on how much I believe my fantasies. Wait, me too. This is literally, this is why like I recently told my therapist, I was like, I need something to stop me from thinking. She was like meditation. I was like, no, I don't like that either. No, meditation (laughs) is just focused thinking. Exactly. (laughs) I want to think about my murder fantasies. That's what's going to help me feel better. That's what's going to, (laughs) but I think, yeah, if you're a type of person that is like more measured and controlled on the outside and you don't act out on your just impulses, that's a good thing, but they've got to like be somewhere, you know, you're only human as long as you don't act out on them. Um, Yeah. I totally agree. I was going to say like with the world opening up too, like I've had to like play through scenarios in my head of like, right, like. What if I go in and like everyone's like weird? Like, what if I can't like talk to people normally anymore? Or, like all these things. So now it's like it's helpful, but also can be if you're me, really detrimental because I do, do it so constantly. Do you guys yeah. have fights with people in your head? I love yes, like yeah, all the playing time. out Literally fights every day. <laughs> constantly. <laughs> such- it helps me re- like release a, an inner rage. Uh, yeah, and it's that and like acting classes. Those are the only two things that help me release rage is like me, like just fantasizing about fighting with someone. I love it. I I fantasize about them fucking up in a big way where they have to move to a different country and be isolated. Cause I think if they died, then people are going to put them on a pedestal. So I don't want them to die. Oh, wow. (laughs) You have next level fantasies. You're I diabolical. I have not put an enemy in a different country yet or a friend. I'm so excited. This is, wow. Yeah. Keep going. I put them in a different country because I don't want to kill them. <laughs> no, but if you I think of like, go a, away. I think of like these instantaneous violent deaths, like getting hit by a bus, like someone getting hit by a bus <laughs> or something, because it <laughs> just feels visually podcast. satisfying. <laughs> 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 and by like that, it's mostly men. I just want to say it's mostly men who screwed me over. I don't think I've ever thought of like a woman or a friend to that degree, but I've, fought, I've had fights in my head with, with women friends. I've, yeah. I have arguments in my head all the time. Me too. It's nonstop. It's the only time we can yeah. win. Uh, yeah. Well, and come I out. Start, yeah. yeah. I'll start a, I started a fight <laughs> with a guy at a bar recently because he wouldn't go away. And my friend Nicole was with me and I, for for the first time, I was like, finally, I'm going to speak up. And I was like, excuse me. And Nicole just gets up and she was like, sir, get the fuck out of here. And then that night I was like, now I'm mad. Now I have to think about what I would have done because Nicole stole my- <laughs> yeah. Nicole You just- stopped talking to her? She's like, what's wrong? You're like, I had so much to say. <laughs> but it was insane. It was like, Nicole had my back and I was like, this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that I can get like, dangerous too, right? If we let it like yeah. totally take over yeah, and you start believing true. the fights and the shit that you're saying to yourself and you're like, wait, yeah, no, like, why am I mad? Day. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. That's a good, <laughs> that's a good balance. I, I realize I have a lot of misplaced anger that if I see a white person doing something like really shitty, I'm just like, oh, this is where I can, I can use it because it's both like conducive to, yeah. um, you know, doing like there, there was a guy yesterday and. And uh, I was in North Carolina and like him and his girlfriend like didn't have masks on and just like walked into the Starbucks and my cousin and I were just standing there and we were just like talking shit about him. And like, I was like, I'm going to say something. And we were like just giving him like dagger eyes. And then the Starbucks person like, can you wear the mask please? And gave them masks. Like they didn't even have masks. And then he pulls it down 
after he puts it on. And then she was like, can you please put it? Yeah. He completely pulled it down. And then he's like, can you put, and she was like, sir, can you please put your mask on? And I was just like, who does he think he is? The rules don't apply to him. And I was like, I'm going to say something. And my cousin and I were just like, I don't know. And it's just, I'm like, oh, I have a lot of misplaced anger. And sometimes like you find these pockets to place them in and go for it. I didn't do it, but I had a big fight in my head with him and like a whole rant that would have been great. Yeah, I do that too. Especially yeah. with white people. I was they just about to are say, so annoying. they really are. Every time, look, every time a white person, specifically white women, All, except posts, Adam, our, oh our, our editor. Oh, yeah. We love you, Adam. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm thanks, to this. thanks for. He uh, knows. Doing, We've shat yeah, on yeah, them. Cool. Um, <laughs> but ev- like white women, especially sometimes when a white woman is like, oh, I got this cool thing, I'm like, no, you didn't. You didn't deserve it. And then I, I have so much anger. It's so bad. And I've had I have like, a lot, a lot of anger towards white women, especially when they are choosing to be oppressed. Yes. Um, because it's just like I've literally gone through so much shit because of you. And then for you to turn around and decide that you wanted to do something and then the consequences of your actions make you feel oppressed is just not even comparable to what yeah. you've yeah. done to other people. And it's it's really hard. I've I've found myself cutting a lot of white people out of my life this year because I'm just like, I can't deal with it anymore. I like, did I, that, yeah. They just have no, like, they just don't understand things. And, like, it's hard, too, when it's like they try to be like, well, you know, I want equal pay. And I just, I'm like, we want equal opportunity. Yeah. Like, just like the, the chance to get the job would be cool for us. But like, you already have the job. You just mm-hmm. want 20,000 more dollars a year. Yeah. and it's Which also- I agree with. But at the same time, there's other fights to fight. Yeah. And I think we still haven't even gotten to that fight is what you're yeah. saying. Yeah. A yeah. lot of, a lot of white women joined in on the oppression train. And then all of a sudden writers rooms were all white men and one white woman for diversity. Yeah. And that's what pissed me off where I was like, wait a minute, this is the same, like, you're just jumping on this train of like, yep, yeah, they're oppressed too. So like, come on board, all white people. Like, this is how we're going to do it. And yeah. just the tears, this past summer, I cut off a lot of white people. Um, I sometimes was like, I can't hang out with white people and just would just I have, can't. Yeah, it was a I lot. Can't. I literally was opening up to someone about like getting beaten up and like, um, a lot of stuff that happened, like being a Muslim girl in a white school and how rough that was. And she goes, I totally get where you're coming from. I was a blonde at the Jersey Shore. And that's a quote. What? <laughs> that's a literal no. quote. I did not exaggerate no. that. And literally I go, it's different. It's so oh, different. Oh my God. That is that a fight is you'll so... be having in your head. Yeah. Sure. That's a fight <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be having. Yeah, we'll both be having. Every day. Wait a minute. Every day. I'm jumping in on this fight. I don't know. I have a per, like a person in my head that I'll just make up. And wow, that's wildly so not self-aware. But also what's hilarious is that that woman, if you both posted like your stories about like what happened, she would still get more likes because people would be like, this poor blonde woman. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Oh, must have been really hard. <laughs> also, so she's part of the Aryan race and also is just like upset about that. <laughs> And yeah, comparing herself just... to brunettes. Also, you can dye your hair, bitch, and get a tan. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry you didn't have a boob, like boobs and a butt when you were young. I was beaten up for the color of my skin. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. That's so wild. Like, that's the thing where it's like, I cut that person out of my life now. And I'm just like, I'm not going to tell them they're cut out, but I'm just not going to, you know, like, I just don't want to deal with the drama. But yeah. like, if the conversation comes up, I will say something. And it's funny, I had someone else be like, good, you should just get over that. And I was like, no, I'm not. I'm tired of getting over things just for like your sake. Yeah. Right. That. It's That's like what, so yeah, you don't have to how be much the, we have to. You have, like, we have to put in the emotional labor of being like the bigger person or explaining to the person why yeah. what they said was inappropriate and whatever. And sometimes it's easier not to even have to explain it to them and just not like also, cut them like, out. Yeah. Also, half of our trauma... I didn't start thinking about it until my mid twenties when I was like, wow, like a lot of shit happened. And I'm sorry, like 26 years of me not thinking about it. Yeah. I get to have at least like 10 years to be like, and it's still happening. And especially now it's like with social media, I feel like it happens even more or I'm like, oh, I'm so aware of the inequalities. So it's like, it's, it's like really triggering, but like also, yeah, no, I, I get time to like process shit when I've had to like deal with it for like 
20 plus years and not say a thing or thought it was normal. Yeah. Or just like, just like being gaslit for things too. Like I was talking about stuff with another white person. I just have so many different stories about this, but but she was like, oh, relax, Ellie. It's not like you're black. And I was like, do you not realize that Islamophobia is like a huge thing? Not taking away from what black people are going through, but like to just say like, it's either this or that. It's either you're black and suffering or you're totally fine. It's just so ignorant. Also like you should, if you ever see her or him, just be like, dude, like the Asian, like the model minority, which like Middle Eastern people get placed into the Asian category because America's racist. You feel like that, that in it of itself has fucked up generations of people who aren't like just black. Like you have all of these like intricacies of race. I hate that person too. So many fights in my head right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But it's also like, it's interesting. I don't know if you guys have had this, but because I'm brown, they feel like it's okay to say shit to yes. me. Yeah. Because they're like, well, you're not you're not black, so I can say this. And yeah. it's like, no, you can't say that in front of me. What are you, yeah. what the fuck's wrong with Like you? racism yeah. is racism. Bigotry is bigotry. Like, why do you think I'm, I would stand for this and not for that? You know, it's, it's so yeah. fucked up. So we actually have a segment, uh, last segment, uh, t- talking about white people as we have been called Keeping Up with the Caucasians. Oh, that's so cute. So, <laughs> totally original. Um, yeah. So this is a, a game where we talk about things that white people do and whether we as brown people, people of color also do these things. Uh, so Lily, we've got some categories for you to choose from and then I'll give you um, some sort of thing. So we've got food or beverage, pop culture slash TV, activities, style or clothes, phrases or sayings, and miscellaneous. Like uh, sayings, maybe, or or food. I can't decide. Or pop culture. I'm d- I'm down for <laughs> okay, all. Okay, I'm just them. gonna. Okay, I'm gonna then maybe pick, should I just pick something random? Yeah, you yeah. pick something. I'm a people pleaser. This is really difficult. <laughs> <laughs> okay, have you ever gone gluten free as a diet fad? No. Good for you. I, or- I feel like I should because my cousin told me that the bumps on my arms, I don't know if you have them. I have them the, too. Yeah, we she, could talk. Yeah. <laughs> she said I know that a lot about gluten. that. No, no. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Um, I, okay, so I, I'm a nutritionist and I haven't heard that. And it, it really pisses me off when people like pretend they have some sort of gluten allergy just to like avoid eating carbs and lose weight. One, there are people that actually have gluten intolerances and like certain foods that have gluten are yeah. not great for you. But I remember, I just remember when it was like such a big thing and people were just like, oh yeah, gluten-free this, gluten-free that. And still till today, like people, people do that. Um, but I don't know. I haven't, I just hate when people pretend they have allergies to things or just to kind of like seem it is, healthier yeah. or, or whatever. The first time okay. I heard about a gluten allergy was from a white woman. And then she was like, you shouldn't be like eating like these things. And I was like, but these, this is all my people eat. Like, I don't yeah. know. I was like, I don't know how to stop Tell my this. mom not to eat bread. Yeah. Tell her yeah. our people. Yeah. Half, not to- of our, our, half of our plate is rice. Yeah, yeah exactly. Not, I can't cut that out. Like my brother has Crohn's. So he had to, he was testing different like diets to see what would be better for him. And he had to go gluten-free for a bit and he hated it. <laughs> you can do rice though. Like, this I don't want to put me. out misinformation. You can do rice, but you can't do bread if you're, uh, uh, yeah. if you're gluten-free. But like naan and roti, like there's like yeah. everything has, yeah. Everything yeah. has gluten. Um, but it's funny. I've never, I met one Arab person who had a gluten allergy, but generally speaking, it's been like white people. And maybe it's just because they never like touched germs or played in the dirt. And like there's like peanut allergies <laughs> and all sorts of allergies. Like like they are not exposed or as immune. Um, but I, me- I remember meeting one Arab guy that told me that he had a gluten allergy. He was like, it's not just an allergy. It was like full-blown like celiac disease. And he's and I was like, what was that like in the Middle East? Because he grew up – he's like, I – I'd have to explain to people in Arabic that I'm allergic to bread. They kept trying to like offer me bread and he's like, I'm allergic. They're like, that's not a thing. Shut up. Like, <laughs> no, but try to explain that to somebody back home. Oh no, thank you. I'm allergic to this naan or roti. Yeah, or if bread. I like, my what? that, she'd be like, Khafish, you'll eat it. Like, what's wrong with yeah, you? Right. And I'd be like, and okay. vegetarianism. They don't take yep, any of that shit. Seriously, they never take no. it. I tried. I tried to be a vegetarian and my mom laughed and said, well, today's chicken. <laughs> and <then I> just <laughs> laughed. 
I was a vegetarian. Well, I, I've always been pescatarian because I just love fish so much. Oh, me too. I love um, fish, but I so I wasn't sleep. eating chicken or beef. And my mom was cooking for me, and she was like, "Well, I mean, you just you have to pick one." So I picked chicken. So I just don't eat beef or pork. Oh, that's smart. <laughs> Why she made you pick one? She was like, "You, I have to cook something. What are you going to eat?" And I oh, was that's like, "So funny." Right. <laughs> I choose lamb. Damn, that's like the rich one. Oh, yeah. it's so good. It's, it's, it's so, so good. good. Well, Lily, you pass. Um, we all passed the. We all passed. <laughs> yeah, good job. We are still brown. Um, <laughs> yes, Lily, thank you so much for doing the podcast. Yeah, this you was so fun. Happening. You're so warm. You have good energy. We both make up a lot of fights. Maybe. You <laughs> Maybe Wait, like what's a, your sign? I'm an Aquarius, but like oh, sun yeah. and moon. So I'm oh. like a double. Yeah, I'm yeah, a I'm Capricorn <laughs> through and through. I'm a Taurus. Oh, oh I'm going to look up. Um, I don't know anything about Tauruses. My brother's well, a Taurus. You seem we too chill. We just love food and to lie down. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> I thought they were like, things. are you stubborn? Isn't that like a Taurus thing? I guess so. But I don't think I'm stubborn because I think I'm, I am a Leo moon. So I'm too much of a people pleaser. Oh, oh yeah. You were I'm saying a rising yeah. Gemini. So I come off as. Damn. You got, daddy. you got some good ones in there. <laughs> I'm all around the world, baby. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I'm surprised it took us this long to talk about signs. We usually get into it like early. Like it always second, comes yeah. off with, well, with I, us. I always like, I'm afraid to bring it up because I feel like it, there's such like a stereotype with it. There but is, but it. fuck it. Who cares? Fuck all it, of my yeah. TikTok is just like, astrology <laughs> oh yeah no i've a lot of my instagram like stuff is just oh yeah yep, yeah it's great whatever i like I, I like to talk about it i also look up people's signs to see like me too how, yeah also yeah. <laughs> is this like a white thing or is it just co-opted by white people co-opted by, co-opted white, by people. white people yeah. Absolutely. i think it was an in India, india right yeah yeah it because still is in india because for matchmaking and for oh. arranged marriages they actually look into oh, your signs but, yeah and your partner signs which so it's definitely co- yeah, it's like when white women took yoga and then they took this too. So, God. yeah. <laughs> That's I true. Hate That's... white people. <laughs> <laughs> Unless they're listening yeah, to I'm... this pod, then please subscribe to our Patreon yeah. and follow Lily. <laughs> Lily, where can our listeners uh, follow you and your work? <laughs> you can follow me at Lils Michelle, L I L S M I C H E L L E. Yay! And you can follow us at No Flyless Pod. Follow me at Athir Yakub. And you can follow me at A Mama Cigar. Yay! Thanks, Lily. See you soon. No